Hello everyone and welcome back to another True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 110 today and it's a question and answer podcast. So thank you for all the questions you've been sending in. We've got them all here and we're going to aim to get through as many as we can over the next half an hour or so with the people who know how to answer them. So let's meet them. We've got Jeff back on the podcast this week. Hi Jeff. You okay? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Enjoying the weather? Yes, very much so. Very nice, isn't it? Let's hope it lasts. Uh, Hayley's on the podcast as well. Hi Hayley. I am. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Good week? Good week. Good I'm month. asking you. Good month, yes. <laughs> Why has it been good. so good? What have you been doing? Nice weather. Yeah. House renovations. Oh, feel wow. like I'm getting on top of my life admin. So all in all, a good week. You've got, you're flying along, aren't I you? I am, yes. Good. It's a good week. And uh, making a podcast debut today, we've got someone on the show. Hi, someone. Hi, Peter. Are you all right? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Now, there is a bit of a tradition on the podcast that if it's your first one, you should know, because I know you've been watching them. <laughs> I have to ask you, what else have you done for the first time this week? <laughs> um... Gone outside to play with my daughter. Oh wow! <laughs> in the garden. Brilliant. It's been lovely and warm, and she loves the heat as well. So, yeah. well, we should explain that because you're just back from maternity, aren't you? Yes. Um, been back three weeks now. Yeah. Um, and it's been really good. I kind of just like got straight back in. Yeah. Um, and like loving it. Yeah, it's really good. Keep myself busy, so I'm not worrying too much about it. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's great to be back, yeah. and I feel like everything's come back to us quite quickly brilliant um so and a little really little girl good. or a boy a little girl little girl 11 months 11 yes. months and, and uh what's what amazed you about her so far then in the 11 months tell us about that she's just a little character um <laughs> i don't like i'm first time mum so i don't think anyone kind of tells you like i agree how to <laughs> yeah. raise a baby um i mean we can only do our best but i just feel like she's a little character already got yeah. a bit of cheekiness to her <laughs> um <laughs> got me wrapped around a little finger but yeah it's amazing absolutely love it oh brilliant yeah. that's brilliant brings back a lot of memories doesn't it Jeff? it doesn't do that, <laughs> um, time passes very quickly as well very very quickly make, sure yes. make sure you yeah. enjoy all of it enjoy yeah. every moment um brilliant okay well look um jeff we're going to get onto the questions very shortly and there's a few in there about markets but if yeah. uh, i noticed when i logged into my app uh just yesterday that you know We've had a good couple of weeks, haven't we, on the market? We have, so we have. You, that's that's my layman's. It's just you know, a good couple of weeks is about the best I can get into. But you give us the backdrop. Why has it been a good couple of weeks? What's been going well, on? I suppose what we've seen is a bit of stabilisation in the volatility that we've seen, mm. and as a result, we've seen primarily equity markets start to to turn around, perform a little bit better. So, yeah. two weeks of potentially positive gains, depending on where we get to today, which has been. Been good to see, good for everybody to see, and I suppose it speaks to one of those things that we've talked about on the podcast about events happen, mm. but it's important to try and just take that step back, stay invested, focus on that longer term goal, and that's certainly what we've seen in in equity markets. Probably more mixed performances in other asset classes. We look at sovereign bonds; they've continued to decline based on the things that we've been talking about recently, and maybe for many months as well, inflation and and interest rates. And then the other, I suppose, factor in the background still remains just what's happening with energy and commodity prices mm. still continue to rise. And that maybe ties into some of the questions that we've yeah. got um, later on in terms of the Chancellor, the Spring Statement, mm. etc. But we'll, we'll, we'll come on to this. Yeah. So, you know, a good period for, for asset markets, for equities in particular, um, over over the recent two weeks. Yeah. Well, well done to you and your team for uh, delivering us the... The, the good returns that we Thank expect you of you much. now, Jeff. Thank you. We do expect that of you. Thank you. Um, right, let's get into uh, 
some of your questions and thank you as I said before for so much for sending them in we've had a load of uh, great questions coming a lot of them are around tax year end because of course we are approaching the end of the tax year which means there are various allowances and things like that that um, you know you, you need to be aware of so let's dive in then with Courtney's question uh, and Courtney says I'm not really anywhere close to being in a position to fill my ISA so why does tax year end matter to me Hayley, I'll come to you for that question. Why, why would Courtney be interested in tax year end if she's not in a position to fill that ISA completely? So I think if you kind of look at it two ways. You've got some circumstances where you can fill it in one go. Um, other instances where people have been kind of gradually saving over the 12-month mm. period. But I think if you kind of look into, you're kind of two weeks away now from tax year end, and rather than looking to fill it, what can you contribute to it? Mm. So even if it's £100, is it £200, £1,000? Do what you can. Um, your ISA allowances are, are there and uh, they come every single year. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a small amount, it's worth utilising some sort mm -hmm. of allowance so it doesn't disappear. Because at the, the end of the tax year, you don't you can't roll it over, it's gone. No, can't roll so it over. So the, in the ISA allowance, £20,000? 20000 So even if you're using half of that, a quarter of that, Absolutely. whatever you can use, once you if whatever you don't use, you've, you've lost it. So exactly. even putting in an extra few hundred pounds or a couple of thousand pounds 100%. this time of year is worth doing to 100%. get the growth that, uh, or to have the opportunity to get have the growth. Have the opportunity for growth, yeah. and that's the thing. You're, you're, you're giving yourself that opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's um, lead on from that question, and then I'll, I'll stick with you, Hayley, for this one, if I can. It's from Adrian, who just says, how close to the tax year end, and you mentioned a couple of weeks away, but how close to the very end of it can I invest into my TP account? So this is actually really good for those who have left, ta uh, left tax year end, sorry, to the, the last minute. Um <laughs> Impulse Save is a fantastic feature that we've got within the mm. client site and the app, and you can actually impulse save until 11.59 on the 5th of April. Right. So even if you get to the 5th, which is the day before tax year end, and think, oh, I haven't done it, um, I, sh I was meant to do this, which we do mm. get very regularly, um, you can literally log onto your app and it takes a minute to, yeah. to transfer the money over. I was going to say, it's really quick. Like yeah. I use Impulse Save, and it is literally a two-minute job. Yeah, um, absolutely. Really handy as well, because my card's saved already, yeah. so... It's the equivalent of buying something on Amazon, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You just literally go in, yeah. if yeah. you want to put in 50 quid, 100 quid, whatever you want, from mm -hmm. a pound upwards, and yeah. bang, in you go. Mm -hmm. And you can do it up until a minute to midnight. A minute yeah. to midnight. At the end of the tax year, which is 5th of April, that. right? Yeah. So you're really, really easy. Um, and uh, we had, a, we had a, it's a good question um, from Franklin, who says, look, I've already filled up my allowances in the tax year, um, so what can I do? And I guess the answer to someone is just, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> Sit back, relax, <laughs> log into your account, yeah. look at how much has, you yeah. know, been invested. Um, yeah. Give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. yeah. You've done it, you've prepared, yeah. you've you sorted. I mean, it's <laughs> worth just saying, when Franklin says my allowances, I mean, there's a, there's obviously the ISA allowance, mm -hmm. but there is also the pension allowance as well. Absolutely. I don't know from the question whether Franklin's used the, the pensions Both element of, of that, but uh, you could also top your pension up, couldn't you? Yeah, well, um, you get, uh, well, it's either your annual salary of lower than 40,000 or yeah. 40,000 annual allowance for a pension. So... Mm -hmm. Don't just necessarily think about your ISA. If you've got a pension, um, which maybe you've got a workplace pension, which are very popular at the moment, kind mm. of everyone's enrolled over the age of 22, um, or even just a personal pension where you're not actually drawn down out of it and looking to, to yeah. save a little bit more for retirement. Mm. Again, you don't have to use the full £40,000. If you, you've got £40,000 on the 5th of April, just spare cash, you're doing quite well. But um, <laughs> if you've got even a £1,000, a, a couple of hundred pounds, yeah. stick it in. Um, and again, for the growth on the yeah. investment, you can log in, use the app and client site yeah. to see, see what's going on with it. Because people might forget the pension in the way yeah, around tax year because we do talk about ISAs a lot oh, and all that. Yeah, but yeah. you know that pension, cause, because it's a monthly thing, direct debit through the pension, isn't it? through your pay yeah. Yeah. it's to plan um, for it yeah it's to think about it. so even if you're there 
think about the future. Mm. Yeah. Kind of think about differently for for the next tax year. So if you're in that position, just like it's always planning, thinking about if you need advice as mm. well. If you've used all of your allowances, maybe yeah. there is need for for some advice as well as to what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, thinking about once you get into April the 6th, brand new tax year, just mm-hmm. around the table generally, are you kind of steady through the year putting in or do you, do you put as much in as you can at the start of the tax year to give yourself the f- longest time for it to grow or, or, or are you more sort of um, sort of slow, you know, or steady away just a bit every month for the, for the entire year? What, what do you I tend to do? For me, it's, it's every month just using yeah. direct debit and then, yeah. Yeah. as others have said, if you've got something else, you can use Impulsive yeah. Yeah. along the way. Just top it up, yeah. Is yeah. that the same for you too? Yeah, same for me. Direct debit every month and then any extra cash kind of end of the yeah. month. Impulsive straight in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same direct debit um, and then impulsive because it kind of, you get a chance to look up your income yeah. and what you can spare um, and whatever I can, I just put it straight in. It's um, amazing what And then you it's can done spare. and dusted mm-hmm. kind of thing so mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a plan a bit more now. I feel like your life's probably just got a lot more expensive in yeah. the last year. Oh, <laughs> very expensive. It has cost us a lot of money, but yeah, um, yeah when I can save, I can because <laughs> it's it's probably going to go at her in the future as well. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, I remember yeah. my when I set my ice up, I even put it called it kids because you just think, well, it's not going to be for me, so <laughs> yeah. I'll never get to see that. Um, Right, got a question from uh, Cormelia who says, uh, what's your top tip for tax year end? So we've kind of touched on some of it there, yeah. but I'll just go around and Jeff, have you got a particular top tip for tax year end? That's a bit it's, of a mouthful, isn't it? It, it is. Um, I'll, I'll, not even, I'll not even go there. It could have gone wrong. Just <laughs> <leave it. laughs> I think for me, it's don't leave it to the last minute. Yeah. But at least if you do, we've got a solution that solves that problem mm. for you. Yeah. So you can use impulse save if you do need to do it, but try and plan it out a few days beforehand mm. because mm. you never know when you go on to do something and you've I've forgotten my password, forgotten the login details, yeah. Yeah. and then it's how do you get those to, to move mm. some of the money. So a little bit of planning, but then if it's a real problem. Yeah. You need to get a push phone, Jeff, that's got like a face login, you know, that kind of thing. Password it's too so much for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've just forgot my face. Um, <laughs> what accidentally what people do forget their password, like Jeff. What would, there's a way that they can get in touch and get their passwords. Yeah, so we've got a, a few different methods of communication under the team. So we've yeah. got a live chat feature, mm-hmm. um, incoming phone calls, secure mm-hmm. messages um, through their client site as well. Um, the live chat, if they're logging on the app, it's very simple to use. They can literally click on a button and they come straight through to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for a phone call, um, the number is literally there. You click on it and it dials straight through. So really straightforward. Yeah, yeah. And so your tips for taxi rent would be sort of the same as Jeff's then? Just um, yeah, I would say so. And I, I think I would also say is don't be daunted by the values. Mm. So I think a lot of either younger investors or potentially older people who are maybe in retirement but not actually taking an income and things mm. like that, is you see kind of £20,000 and think, where on earth am I going to get that sort yeah. of cash from? Mm. Um, I'm the same as you. I've got a, a young child. I've got another one on the way. It's not spare money. It's it, it's tight. And you kind of plan what you're spending yeah. each and every yeah. month. So I think just don't be daunted and think, well, I've got to use £20,000 or, or what's the point in doing it? Mm-hmm. Any little contribution is going to be a massive help for you moving forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, like, try not to panic. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing. Like, yeah. we've got our teams ready um, and a couple of them are working quite late as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, when you're getting after work kind mm. of thing, like, they are there on hand. So, yeah. definitely yeah. just, you know, mm. use that service. Yeah. yeah, we're available until from 7 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night, yeah. and Monday through till Friday. And the next two weekends, we're actually working 10 till 2 on Saturday and Sunday as well. Mm. Um, just for those people who have or, or wanting to, to utilise allowances kind yeah. of closer to the deadline. And I think also maybe I would say as well is 
don't be afraid to take advice. If you've, if you've got 100%. an advisor, speak to your advisor. Yeah. If you haven't got an advisor, speak to us. We can put you in touch with an advisor. Um, it's a good time here just to think about, you know, have I made the most of what op- opportunities I've had over yeah. the last year? And if you haven't, maybe get a bit of advice, as you said, Jeff, mm-hmm. um, so that for the next year yeah. you're sort of in a good position. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's some good tips. I hope that was useful. <laughs> right. Let's move on to, uh, we've had a, quite a few questions in on cost of living, which is obviously a big uh, topic at the moment for everybody. And by the way, I should just say we did the podcast last week, um, so episode 109 on cost of living and petrol prices and that sort of thing. So it might be worth having a little look back at that as well uh, for a few tips and a bit of uh, advice around that as well. But anyway, let's have a look at a couple of questions specifically on this topic. Uh, and it was the week of the Chancellor's spring statement. So Tommy's got a question, which is, uh, what did you make of the spring statement and its impact it will have on the cost of living crisis? What, maybe before we just get into Tommy's question specifically, what, what were the sort of main... Um, I don't know, highlights or main headlines that came out of the spring statement, Jeff, for you? I suppose when we, if you take a step back from it and we think, well, what did he really talk about? There was something for most people in it, mm. but really not a lot in terms of going to, to help. Yeah. And I think, so if we think about what is it, there's the 5p duty reduction on, on petrol. Um, there's a VAT reduction or a zero rated VAT on some energy efficiency installations. So if you're going to install solar panels or things like that. There was an increase to the the household fund that was set up in November. Mm -hmm. And then probably the other bit was just this indication of jam tomorrow Mm -hmm. in terms of the income tax, Mm -hmm. the the 1p reduction Mm -hmm. from 20 to 19%. And then we also had the equalisation of the the national insurance with income tax. So that 3,000 uplift in terms of that. And that's probably the one bit that's most meaningful Mm -hmm. um, for for everyone. But I suppose I think that the the conversation around it has been that it did something but didn't really do yeah. a lot in terms of addressing the the high prices that we're seeing at this point in time and mm-hmm. that's it's a very difficult thing to address because of how the price rises are being caused mm-hmm. it's really a supply issue that we've got yeah. with a supply issue as a result of covid and now we've got a commodity price supply issue and squeeze mm-hmm. that comes of that so I think for me, it's it's also looking forward to that 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 tax decrease that will come at some time yeah. in this in this parliament, but also maybe to the next couple of weeks, thinking about how the government will set out around the energy security, mm. what they'll think about that, and how that may be incentivised mm. as well, which, which could be helpful. And just on the well, we'll we'll maybe come on to a couple of those points in a sec, but just on the income tax reduction in the basic rate from 2019 and 2024 yeah. that will also mean that you'll get 19 percent tax relief on your pension versus 20 so a bit so, less tax yeah. relief so you'd have to put a bit more in so in it, just to go back to what we were saying but it's yeah. worth almost yeah, that's a good point you know almost putting a bit more in if you can now while yeah. there's that extra yeah, bit of tax extra relief, relief. Yeah, uh, available for the next maybe 18 months couple of years or so until we get to that point but um I mean, just on the on the uh, reduction in or the the raising of the threshold on NI, um, and the reduce reduction of the, uh, the the duty on the fuel. I mean, this is coming in, uh, or the certainly the fuel duty came in the same day NI to come. But um, we haven't yet had the national insurance increase, have we? That people no. are going to be feeling, no. and the energy price cap hasn't um, that that increase hasn't been felt yet either. So, you know, it's Tommy's question. There's 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 a bit of if you like pain still to be felt really mm-hmm. uh, in terms of price rises coming yeah, through so i think if we look at the the other report that came out in the same day which has maybe not got the same attention was the office for budget responsibilities mm. detailed analysis of the economy and that really sets out that detail in terms of the the issues that, that everyone will face both yeah. in, in april 
of the the energy price cap moving mm. you know between 40 and 50 percent and how that feeds through to, to energy prices but then when you, you you read through the document there's an a, an analysis that talks about the impact that potentially comes in the second half of this year as mm. well when if energy prices stay where they are today you'll see you have to have that price cap move up again mm -hmm. so the the document itself speaks about inflation in the uk probably peaking um, towards the end of this year mm. whereas previously most people would have been expecting it to be around this point in time yeah so the the cost of living impact from a an inflation perspective will remain mm. an issue for i would suggest the remainder of this year at least yeah. well that feeds nicely into sam's question jeff who's got a nice easy question for you which is when will inflation ease and what can I do in the meantime? Well, you've slightly answered the question about when it's going to ease, if that's the right well, word. Um, I, I what can, well, what can Sam do in the meantime? The, the, the thing there is that we we can't forecast when it will ease. We can just look and think about the dynamics that are there in the background that suggest there may be the opportunity for, for inflation to ease into the future. Um, we are at very elevated levels of inflation mm -hmm. relative to the last you know, for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, so we have to go back a long time to see similar inflation rates. Mm -hmm. So there is, you know, we could see it easing, but will it come down to the levels we've been used to three years ago? Mm -hmm. That's debatable, mm -hmm. um, but something that will certainly be front and centre of our thoughts over the, the coming months. Mm -hmm. um, I think what can you do in the meantime? Um, as much as we've been saying, budgeting, planning, being 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 sensible yeah. about how one one yeah. uses um, your cash and uh, that ties back into one of the things that the Bank of England have been talking about in that high rates of inflation typically have an impact on how we all consume and we may consume slightly less mm -hmm. that in and of itself can actually help with the inflation backdrop mm -hmm. so it's there's a there's a balancing act to be struck between yeah. I suppose consumption saving and, mm -hmm. and expenditure um, yes, well, there is one other way to deal with inflation if you're feeling, if you're feeling in your pocket, and uh, that's through your pay, uh, which leads into Alwyn's question. Did you see what I did there? A little segue. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. Um, oh, because Alwyn's written in to say, should I be asking for a pay rise right now? Uh, so, a nice, easy question for you, Simon. Should, should we should we be asking for a pay rise right now? Um, I mean, it's, it's entirely up to you. Um, very diplomatic. Yeah, I mean, if you feel that you yeah. deserve a pay rise, mm -hmm. then I would say go for it, you know, yes. like have your points to why you should get a pay rise. If now's the right time, then yeah, no time like the present, yeah. I guess. It's yeah. a 50-50 possibility. It's either going to be yes or no, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Might as well give it a go. Well, there we are. I think we're all sound like we're, yes, all we have to have a yes. discussion. <laughs> uh, and if you don't get one, don't blame us. Um, anyone seen Daniel Harrison lately, by the way? I think, uh, <laughs> form an orderly queue behind me, please. Um, all right, well, that was good. Uh, let's move on to... Um, well, I'll jump around a bit. Actually, we'll come back to... We've got a couple of questions about Russia and Ukraine. I'll come to you for those in a sec, Jeff. Um... But I, I just want to flick back to the idea of the tech and taps, uh, tax year end, or taps year end even. Um, <laughs> Catherine's got a question here, which is, um, what's the best way to use the app, the True Potential app, around tax year ends? You've kind of touched mm -hmm. on Impulse Save. Yeah. And is that, is, that, is that literally the best way? Is there anything um, else you would suggest? Personally, yeah. I would say so. Um, it's very quick. It's really easy to use. Um, it's pretty much instant. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to take you a great deal of time. Yeah. And what I would also say is utilise the goal settings within the mm. client site as well. So you've now kind of made your payment. You've utilised your allowances. Yeah. 
um, what you should then be looking at is to say, right, okay, where am I at with my goals? Um, am I on track? Um, it's very simple to see within the client side. Mm-hmm. You can see kind of how far behind you are or how in front you are um, if you're doing really well with your savings. Mm-hmm. And it just can kind of really give you a good overview of, of yeah. where you are at. Um, it also might kind of make you realise that something that you've planned for is completely unachievable or mm-hmm. you might have passed it or not necessarily relevant. So just mm-hmm. kind of reviewing um, where you're at with, yeah. with anything mm-hmm. like that yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Penelope's got a question which is which is your favourite part of the app Ooh, okay. so uh, well I know what mine is I'm going to claim rewards by the way straight away okay <laughs> um, I'm going to be controversial I'll have two favourite things oh go on then. Um, first of all, I would say impulsive, just because, again, as I explained earlier, I've got a young family and it's it's very easy mm-hmm. for me yeah. to use it and also really be building on the future that I would love to achieve by some point of retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the goal setting. Um, it, it's not necessarily for me personally. It's my family, my, my home life and my kids and everything like that. It, it's more where am I at and what can I do to give them the best opportunities mm-hmm. and the best future for them is mm-hmm. kind of what I like about that as well. Yeah. What about you, Summer? What's your yeah, favourite I was, I was just going to say, like, I completely agree. Um, you know, before having it like a baby, it would, would have been the rewards, but now mm. you kind of have to think, right, okay, what's the future going to hold? Yeah. Um, and that's the main focus is when mm. I can save, I'm going to put it through mm. impulse save. Um, and then with the goal as well, it's kind of a, like it gives you a rough idea with how it's going to reflect yeah. um, and how much you might then need um, if you've mm. got like a certain target. Mm. Um, you know, like mm. who knows what university fees are going to be like yes. yeah. when she turns that age. But um, yeah. yeah, like impulsive for me, it's definitely like the go-to and the fact it takes two minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't get much time. Mm. Um, when I go home, it's only when she's yeah. asleep. And then at that point, it's about nine yeah. I can, I'm imagining you like well. I'm imagining yeah. you holding a baby and doing an impulse yeah. save, an impulse nappy yeah. and an impulse save at the same time. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I also like I also like the news feed because I get yeah. to see Jeff's videos just like the pop up, log in yeah. and bang, and there's like more markets straight away. Yeah. I think for me uh, it's around impulse save, but I can't. It's the goal setting is mm-hmm. we can't underestimate how important oh, that yeah. is because we, yeah. it's so easy to to not think about your goal. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got a target that you want to aim at, it's like even if you're training for the Great North Run or whatever, yeah. if you know that's there, you're more likely to try and commit yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And it keeps you honest, I think that's the thing. You know, I've said, I want to save that amount for this this event. Yeah. Yeah. And it just forces you to keep doing it. Absolutely. Um, right, John's got a question. Um, what should I top up first, my ISA or my pension? Kind of, well, I, I guess the, the honest answer is you should probably take some advice on that and see what, you know, depending on what your goal is. But from a personal point of view, mm-hmm. um, what would we, what would you top up first, ISA or pension? Have you got a particular preference? Personally, ISA. Yeah, you go for ISA first. Um, just because I've got a workplace pension, which I play into and yeah. my employer pays into, mm-hmm. you get tax relief in that. And I think ISA's more short-term goals. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm 27 in June. Um, I will not be able to access my pension for quite a few years um little goals family holidays mm. um house payments car yeah. payments it's mm-hmm. for me personally it's just more beneficial to mm-hmm. impulse saving and utilize that mm-hmm. ice allowance and a pension mm-hmm. and it's the flexibility that, that gives yeah. you as well yeah you, you can you can use that and mm. get access to it whereas yeah. the pension well, well although from a, tax, a, from a tax point of view obviously on a pension yeah you get the extra uplift you, you, you do, do. On the tax but that for instance, that's where it's about getting the, the balance right yeah. yeah and what's right mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. what's the short-term goal what's the long-term goal mm-hmm. and back to your original statement i suppose what's your situation yeah, yeah. and how yeah. does that play Definitely. into it because mm-hmm. there's 
there'll be different things to take into consideration. And as you said, I suppose in your pension, you, you, you're you already on a, a sort of schedule with your pay, your pay and your direct mm, debits coming in each month. Yeah. So your pension in your head is sort of like, I've taken care it's of that there, and I might yeah. do the occasional yeah. top up when I can. Yeah. But my eyes are, unless you've got a direct debit set up, wouldn't yeah. have necessarily the same yeah. automatic. Yeah. You can just forget 100%. about it. So. Was that the same for you, Simon? Would you, would you go for yeah, ISA first? Yeah, I mean, again, same. Yeah. Like, we're in the same boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with, like, ISA, like, it would be nice to kind of, you know, like, get something, yeah. like, even short-term, like yeah. you said, like a little holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just know, like, that it's there and it's accessible and yeah. easy to get to kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Okay, thank you for that. Let's go to a question that we've that's come in from Judith and Phil. They're talking about the tax treatment um of a of a withdrawal i think so if they were to take their uh, take out a lump sum of their um their their, their pension or their isa with true potential mm-hmm. um what would be the tax treatment on that that we would do versus say what they would have to claim from uh, hmrc how, how does that work um so they'll get the first 25 percent tax free mm-hmm. um anything from that it will yeah. be charged at kind of your normal income tax rate yeah. um it's kind of difficult so it, it's a couple of different options that can happen off the back of it um you can also, first of all, before going any further, go advise for drawdown or take going on advice if you you're happy mm-hmm. and comfortable with what you're doing. Um, with regards to your actual tax code, um, if we are supplied with a tax code before we process the payment, it will be charged at just like your normal income tax rate. Mm-hmm. Um, if we do not have that tax code before, um, we will just basically put the payment through and it'll be charged at the basic rate, meaning HMRC will have to be refunding you the month later, I think it comes in. Yeah. Um, it's dead simple to get your your tax your tax code. Just kind of phone HMRC before mm-hmm. going ahead, supplying that as quick as possible, and it just saves any lags in payments or having to chase money and things like that from HMRC. Okay, thank you. And obviously, uh, Judith and Phil, if you got any, if you need a further conversation about that, you can speak to yeah. our team here or uh, to your advisor who can give you um, uh, sort of more information and maybe some some advice around that as well. Absolutely. Right, let's go back to um, the Russia and Ukraine situation, which is you know, very sadly still ongoing. Um, question from Richard for you, Jeff, which is what are True Potential doing, if you like, to manage the risk in the portfolios around what's happening in the in global uh, po- political situation? And then I'll maybe just combine that with Jenna's question, which is ha- have the markets now stabilised around that, that we saw a lot of volatility? Is that is that eased off now? Yeah, I think maybe two ways to come at that. If we think about volatility and we look at how the market how we price volatility and implied mm. volatility. We look at something called the VIX index, which gives you a, an idea. You know, colloquially, it's called the fear index in, in market terms, and that certainly did ramp quite materially on the 24th of, of February, um, peaked out at around sort of 36, 38, but it's gradually come back all the way back to sort of a low 20s at the moment. So the volatility has started to come out in the background if you look at at the VIX index is is one way of assessing that. Where you've continued to see a little bit of volatility, however, is is in in Treasury markets, sovereign uh, bond markets, because of that problem that we were discussing earlier of inflation and and interest rates, so still a bit of volatility there. In terms of the portfolios themselves and, and what they've been doing, I think there's two levels to, to really think about there. There's the actions that we take as, as an investment team in terms of the allocations, but then there's the actions that the managers are taking mm. within those portfolios as well. And we've seen over, and I, I, I think over time, we've seen our managers be very short duration. What do I mean by that? Having less exposure to longer dated um, sovereign bonds, which 
helps in the inflation backdrop that we're mm-hmm. certainly seeing. An increasing use of alternative assets to diversify the portfolios is very much what we want to see, and managers have been doing that. So if we think about how that has been a benefit in the period that we've been through, actually some of those alternative products have earned Mm -hmm. positive returns Mm -hmm. in a negative market environment. So we're thinking there about things like trend products, we're thinking about some of the currency strategies that we have, and those have been beneficial to to the portfolios. And I think the other aspect of it is just the, the ongoing discussion that we have with managers, given what we're talking about here, the inflation backdrop. How do you ensure that you've got assets in a portfolio mm-hmm. that give you a real return mm-hmm. in, in that type of environment? So we have seen an increased use of um, REITs, so real estate investment trusts yeah. that typically have an inflation protection to them, um, quality in terms of a factor um, in that you're looking at companies that are able to pass through pricing increases to to the end consumer without a material change in in demand. So there's many different levers that can be pulled Mm -hmm. to to help the portfolios navigate their way through that, but the portfolios aren't going to be immune to Mm -hmm. that backdrop that we've Mm -hmm. we've to deal with. But certainly the tools are there, diversification is really crucial, and we've really seen that over um, the course of the, the part of the first three months of this year really in terms of the various different trends and to try and predict one yet alone several is very difficult Mm. but having diversification diversification of views diversification of implementation Mm. is the factor that i believe minimizes that risk or at least dampens it down yeah good okay thank you for that Jeff, right, let's move on to Andrew's question. And someone I'll come to you for this one. Andrew says, what's the average wait time uh, for my funds to be transferred after I complete my direct offer? Yeah, so um, with the digital direct offer, um, and I think it kind of goes into Horace's question as well, with, uh, you know, what products can be transferred and what the benefits are. So Mm. with our digital direct offer process, um, the good thing about it is that you know you can do it any time mm-hmm. um, when you get back from work you can do it you know like 10 11 o'clock at night and it literally takes about 10 minutes for you you know transfer your ISA um, from the third party provider to us mm-hmm. um, and what the client site then does it kind of processes everything mm-hmm. so you know the next working day when we're all in the office it's mm-hmm. already kind of sitting there ready to be processed mm-hmm. and sent off to that provider mm-hmm. um, and then we we process it straight away which is great Um, it's then when we send it to the provider for the request of the funds um at the minute i think it's around two or three weeks yeah um but again it just depends on the provider yeah. um like what's good the true potential is that because it comes in it gets processed and mm-hmm. sent off straight away mm-hmm. um and we use something called origo as well so mm-hmm. that's a lot quicker yeah. um so two or three weeks for the funds to be mm-hmm. sent and then a further three or five working days for the payment actually hit mm-hmm. our account yeah um on things like that but again with the digital direct offer um we've just heard really good things is that mm-hmm. you know it can be done at any time yeah. like mm-hmm. i said like i won't have time during the day mm-hmm. and when i do it's at night time yeah um and there's always you know information at hand as mm-hmm. well um mm-hmm. especially with you know with portfolio you want to invest in mm-hmm. we'll have a lot of fund fact sheets information on that so you're not gonna be you know like stuck in any way. It kind of is. If it, it, it is ten minutes, um, it can be done in about five, six if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but it's so, quick. Yeah. I mean, the, the point is, it's it's quick and easy yeah, to do. And yeah. As, as Daniel always says when he's talking about the tech, 
you know, we built the tech from the yeah, client's client perspective, working yeah. back from there. So yeah. it's designed with to be as straightforward and as easy yeah, as you can. Exactly. No one's got no one's got loads of time to be fiddling about doing stuff. You've got to yeah. be as easy as it can. So. We're trying to make it like as easy as possible for yeah. the clients, um, and it's been a great success so far. Um, with it, so yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, Andrew and Horace's question that you meant you addressed in there as well. So that's really good. Well, look, I think that's that's been a good uh, Q and A session. I've enjoyed that. Uh, lots of different topics we've touched on. So thanks everyone for sending your questions in. And as I said last time, we did a Q and A. You don't need to wait for a Q and A podcast to send your questions in. We're here all the time. You can uh, you can send them in in the comments box. You can do it through a secure message or. Or the old-fashioned, give us a call on the phone and we'll have a chat with you as well. So please do keep your questions coming in. Uh, we'll do another Q&A podcast uh, in a few weeks' time. Right, uh, actually, before we finish, uh, Jess, um, I need to just give you your little uh, prize you uh, present every week. Now, I should just say, as a little, I'm a little bit protective of this sort of thing. This is not. This is for morning markets. So you win the award. This doesn't, this doesn't include the podcast. Just before you get, just before you get carried away. You get one for the podcast. Uh, well, I don't think we're doing them for the podcast. I'm not quite sure why. I'm taking that a bit personally. But um, anyway, for Morning Markets, you are apparently presenter of the month. So there you oh, go. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can, um, well hang on the wall somewhere. Take this up to put in the wall. That's right. Yes, indeed. Uh, so the weekend. I don't know. What, I've not looked at the weather for the weekend, but let's hope it's going to be good. Does anyone know if it's going to be good? It is going to be it good. Is. Right. Well, there you go then. So... What are you going to do? And I know what you're doing. You're in the garden, aren't you? Yes. Back with it with your uh, your yes. eleven month old yes. uh, little girl. So that's your yeah. weekend taken care of. Yes, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Haley? I well, it actually is my son's second birthday on Saturday, ah, so we are having a little tea party for him with some family, mm. and then Sunday it is Mother's Day, so I plan on sitting with my feet up and doing nothing. Well, <laughs> quite right too. Quite right too, Jeff. It's a good reminder about mothers there. There you go. Pretty get that in for yeah. all the dads yeah. that potentially yeah. might have I'm off to a petrol station to buy a car and some very expensive petrol. I'll go and sort that out tomorrow. <laughs> I think I'll head out into the garden and I might even turn the barbecue on. Oh, nice there we go. Yeah, I've got there. Yeah, Jeff with these. I can sing with a hat on and hat a beer on. and yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, I think oh, you've. Yeah. I think you deserve that, Jeff. So I hope you enjoy your. Thank you very your much. Barbecue. Very good. What about yourself? Are you? Um, well, I'm. I'm at a kids. The children here. I'm at a kids party tomorrow. Um, for a load of like five-year-olds and six-year-olds, which is kind of my level, so I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> looking forward to that. And who knows, I might end up in the garden myself. I've got to cut the grass, Jeff. I've got to get that oh, lawn mower It's time to start that. It is, yeah, so there you go. Lots of garden activity this weekend. Um, all right, well, look, thank you very much for your questions. Thanks very much for sending them in and for watching the podcast as well. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button because you'll see more of Jeff and his team uh, battling it out to be presenter of the month on Morning Markets uh, for the next month. So who knows what will happen, but do tune into that. Hit that subscribe button and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Bye for now. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.